Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings us new drama every week. And we are bringing you some... Oh my gosh, I don't even know. What... I almost said something mean, but then I didn't want to be a mean girl. So, you know what? We're just bringing you some analysis. Hi, I'm Renmardia. My name is Brennan, and it's good to have everybody back for Matt Week 5. Oof, week 5. And we have way too many women for Week 5. Five. Right. Like, I feel like it's still the beginning because of how many women there are. It's an ag- it's an aggressive amount of women. Mm-hmm. Too many. Too many. It makes me tired each week. It makes me tired. The drama makes me uncomfortable. I just want to nap. I mean, we did get a decent clean out the last two weeks. Oof. Clean out, show. Not just- only in quantity, but also in quality. I like what you did there. Because it's truth. You're speaking truth right now. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> but oh man, guys. Oh man, stuff happened. And it happened real quick this week, too. Yes, oh, it did. I um, loved it. I loved how I loved the pacing of this episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed this it. This episode. Uh so we started the episode with basically with the rose ceremony. There was mm-hmm. cattiness before, but I'm not. I'm just gonna move on. Uh, I just can't right now. I just can't. I'm not mentally there. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I can't suffer through it again. So we start the ceremony. Matt walks in, dresses the room in terms of the bullying and the rumors, and he says that you have to tear someone down to shine brighter. Then that's not somebody he wants. And here's s- looking at you, Anna. And you went. And Anna went from. Excited about tonight's rose ceremony to terrified because she knows, oh, that was aimed directly at me. She 100% knew that that was for her. She was like, that's me. I said something. She was like, I said something rude. I said something out of character. Like, I just, I can't believe I said that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's one thing for you to have said it. And then have told Brittany you said it, and then stop saying like Anna did not cease and desist. No, she didn't either. She neither Anna ceased told nor desisted. what she did, and then kept telling it to everyone. Yes. So no, 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 Anna, you can't just apologize now and act like you were. Oh no, I said something totally out of character. Your character has been seen all over national TV. Well, I will. This is going to be unpopular quickly. I'm going to not defend Anna, but appreciate a smidgen of Anna's behavior for a millisecond. Okay. She was the only one of the mean girls to take responsibility for her actions. Okay. I will will get on board with that. That is true. The other two leaders of the mean girl gang that were addressed in a few minutes... And at the end, seemed to believe that their actions were full of peace and harmony. Peace, and never exactly malicious. Peace and harmony. I lead by example. And never malicious. <laughs> so I will. The, o- the only thing that I can appreciate Anna for in this moment was that she, she took responsibility for her actions. She did not apologize to Brittany. No, she didn't. That we saw. 
But that may, that may it have, been, have been edited out. They may have been edited out to continue to make her look bad. Mm-hmm. But she did. But just because apolog- it's not fun. It's not fun to see that. Because they so she apologized to Matt and apologized to producers and apologized to us. Mm-hmm. So I will say that that is that was nice. But um, yeah. The room immediately jumps into who told Matt about the rumors, which that's yeah. exactly what that's exactly what those kind of people do. They don't take responsibility. They just said, oh, who told him about the horrible thing mm-hmm. I did? Yeah. And like the fact that they were immediately like, um, who has like what? It, what was it? Somebody said like, um, uh, does anybody know anything? Because um, the house isn't toxic. What, where did this come from? Like, immediate shift. Immediate shift to, what? I, what's he talking about? I mean, where could he have heard that? I love that Katie is literally just like, oh, I'm just going to set my drink. Like, let it all, you know. Katie was <laughs> epic through this entire episode. But just like, I was so proud of her because I would have been sweating bullets in yeah, that room. She she held it together. She didn't rat herself. I would have legitimately... Give any signals. I would have legitimately hid, like if I was on the Bachelor Bachelorette and that happened, I would have hid hid in the girls' bathroom so that no one <laughs> saw me hiding. I'm like they I don't want know. anyone. I don't want anyone they to would, know that I'm hiding. They would look around for you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> look, the I know that I'm safe. Is the giveaway. I know that I'm safe in this rose ceremony because what I did what I did for the lead. I am willing to hide in this bathroom until a producer, a female producer, comes in here and tells me the royal ceremony is starting. You have to leave. I'd be like, "That's fine, but is it safe?" Can we just like, can we just zoom the rose ceremony? Like, I'll can say you like, bathroom. can you like go get my rose because I'm pretty sure I'm getting one. But can you go get it for me? <laughs> and then I'm going to quickly, as soon as I have the rose in my hand, run to my room and close I'd the be door. Like, can, I, can I just like accept it virtually, please? <laughs> right. But uh, Brittany grabs Matt first, and uh, she starts crying immediately. Mm-hmm. Homegirl could not hold it in anymore. She was like, the secret's out. He knows what I've been going through. Boom. Like, And she's, she, she, everything that these girls have said is so horrible, but it's so horrible, it's funny. It's so horrible because it's like, it is high school. It is junior high. Like I said, and I think this is why it makes me so uncomfortable because I remember girls like that in junior high. Like, that is what is crazy. Like, I told you I should have had a nightmare last week about it. This is bringing up PTSD girl world flashback to me. I can't. Oh, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know how these girls are surviving in this house. I'd be like, listen, I have grown too much in life. To go back to junior high, to middle school, I got to go. Matt, see you on the flip side if it doesn't work out with whoever you pick. <laughs> I don't know. Like Matt, Matt's a little caught off guard that the rumor is she's a hooker. <laughs> That's the rumor. She's like, he's yeah. like, oh, okay. This isn't like, like I'm a bad whoa. person, but like I'm a hooker. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the rumor. Um, yeah, Matt's like, um, Katie wasn't playing. That, and that's legit an epic thing to say about someone on national television. Like if I was on, if somebody on was on national television and was like, yeah, that earned Marty a, she dates rich men for money. 
and some other stop. Like, I'd be like, wait, what? National television. Now, once again, we want to say the legality of the situation. If sex is not involved in the transaction, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. It's true. So even whether she is or not is not, I don't believe she is. Mm-hmm. But if she's just I could I could have hung out with that dude who snuck into my DMs and it would have been totally legal even though I didn't even though you didn't <laughs> I didn't uh so Brittany tells Matt that my family watches this and mm-hmm. it could affect my family and my career both accurate statements true true and then uh Matt grabs Anna and Anna's also emotional because she knows she's been caught. Mm-hmm. My like, parents, there's no way, there's nowhere for her to go. No. My, my mom and dad always say, are you, are you sorry because you did something, or are you sorry because you got caught? She's sorry because mm-hmm. she got caught. She was so sorry she got caught. Because she was not sorry five minutes before the, rose, the cocktail party started. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what's so great about this episode, though. Is it like it caught so many people and I was so, so proud of Matt. Like this is where he really shined. This yes. is I feel He he had a high and he had a low. Mm-hmm. He had a very low low. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get to that later though. <laughs> it wasn't his best decision, but these were his best decisions. Yes. He uh he talks to Anna and apologizes a bunch of times and says that that's not in her character. And uh, she's, he said, I understand that sometimes people will say things that they don't mean. Mm-hmm. But also, I have a responsibility to make this a safe space. And because of that, I have to ask you to go. I adore the fact that he said that. Like, he's like, I have a responsibility. Right. Like, I, it's my responsibility to keep these girls safe. And just, like, to identify, it was very much, like, I feel like he got on his, like, um, his, like, youth leader sort of, like, mentality. Like, you and I both have yeah. youth experience. Like, we know what it's like to be, like, okay, here's, we have to deal with the situation. We've got to call it what it is. We've got to sit these kids down. You know, we've got to, like, mediate. Mm-hmm. Got to do this and, yeah. you know, take care of it and make sure that things are going to go well so that everybody else can enjoy the time. One of but those like, times it was a little. He did this. One of those times it was a literal fist to cuffs fight. <laughs> but we, I handled it. Well, I wasn't the only one. There was a, several of us. I would not have handled a yeah. fist to cuffs situation by myself. Oof, yeah, man. See, yeah, we've been through some things. We we've, we've been through stuff. Things. <laughs> but uh. And so I feel like that's the vibe I got when Matt was dealing with this. I was like, that is exactly the skills that you get from working with kids. <laughs> yeah, and he because he could have easily have said, "You're a bad person. Mm-hmm. I want my spouse to not be a bad person, so leave." But he, yeah. what he did say was, "This may not be in your character, but it's also made people feel unsafe, and that's why you have to go." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of it probably it was part such of it a was cool decision. Yeah, and part of it probably was this is not a characteristic I would want my wife to have, because mm-hmm. if under pressure you turn to lashing out and starting rumors, well, then that's not a characteristic I would like my spouse to have. Right, right. Oh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. 
Yeah, and then uh, Chelsea, ever the confused one, asks if all the other if the other new girls have felt bullied. When Chelsea said that, I was like, "Are you serious?" No, everyone but Vic, everyone else. And I was gonna say everyone but Victoria, but also Victoria wouldn't uh-huh. have damage control. Yeah. Now I I really wonder how many how many of these girls really felt this way the whole time, mm-hmm. but never said anything. Because like I I feel like there are certain girls in that house who were going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the type of atmosphere that had been created, but because the voices that were creating this toxic environment are mm-hmm. very loud and aggressive did not feel safe saying something because there, there are not many people. There's only one person in that house that I would want to have an issue with less than Victoria or MJ. And that's just because Katie is not only aggressive, but also smart. That's true. Like the, Katie knows how to take you down. Right. Because, and the other two are very loud and aggressive. So like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be like, I'm not sure I would want to be against them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think you have a point though. I think that this would have gone on if Katie had not said anything. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else had the guts to say, Hey, I think I need to stand up and say that this bad stuff is going on in the house and it's toxic and it's got to stop. Like, I think they would have just been like, Oh gosh, you know, and just kept it low key then, like, I'm just going to focus on my time with Matt and, like, let other girls be belittled. And it's not it's not necessarily saying that they're bad for letting that happen. They just don't have, I, like, the, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the balls to do something. Yeah. And I think they- Jacinia only did because it was now, at best, two-on-one, her and Katie versus MJ. Yeah. At first, yeah. it I was think, gonna be... I think J- Jacinia was definitely, like, okay... I can like I can actually say something now because it's already been put out there. And so two I, of the th- two of the three problems are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know when Justinia said it though. She like, probably she said it. She probably said it that night when it was already being yeah. addressed. Yeah, but I do think that she was inspired by that. She was like, I think there was probably a sense of relief that somebody actually said something that he's been notified that he's aware, and so then she's like okay like here's you know here's what yeah. yeah like there's some mean girls and here's another mean girl it probably the varsity jv thing wasn't like as malicious as calling somebody a hoe or a um An escort. <laughs> and actually perpetuating that rumor um but, but it's, yeah it's even, quietly even, belittling. even victoria her calling uh oh what's her name is it Ryan? Ryan. Her calling Ryan a hoe and wasn't it wasn't her going around spreading the lie that she was actually, you know, a lady of the night. <laughs> right. She she was just point blank being like she was a she's a dancer, she's a hoe. <laughs> you know, and so that's rude and so disgusting in and of itself. But she wasn't actually perpetuating a rumor about someone's life. And the life that they live, varsity varsity versus JV is just another. It's a mean 
but more a milder mean girl thing. So that's yeah. probably why he didn't send MJ home. At first. Right. But I think so. And then after that, a lot of the girls, I believe, go on a genuine apology tour. Mm-hmm. I think Piper and Kit's apologies and Serena's apologies were genuine. Yeah. I think yeah. that they genuinely felt bad for the part that they had played, however minor, mm-hmm. whether it be from actually laughing or just not saying anything. Yeah. I think yeah. they felt bad for how things went. And then Victoria went on her fake apology tour. Oh, my gosh. Like, the fact that she was just like, oh, I'm always playful. I'm never malicious. Like, it's like, okay, um, Bill, roll the tape of all of the crap that she has said. It was so... That she has rained down upon that house. Her and MJ's lines were so rehearsed. I wonder how, for how many years they've been saying... I lead by example. I only preach peace and harmony. And Mm -hmm. it's always playful, never malicious. The amount of time that they said that, you've got to think, okay, well, they've been saying that for years. Mm -hmm. That's how they defend all their horrible actions. Like, that was crazy to see them just rehearse and recite these lines. Like, MJ sounded like a broken record. Because even when she was called out to her face, she like reverted back to the same verbiage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you a fembot? Like what's happening? I don't know. But uh, Ryan talks to Matt, who much like uh, Brittany, but to a little bit of a lesser extent, gets gets rather emotional mm-hmm. talking to him about Victoria. Uh, she says that she, she starts, she starts with the, uh, Toast to the OGs, which I'm just like, I mean, you're going to have to come with more than that, Ryan. Like, she said a lot of things. You could you could say a lot of things. Right. And then she says that she she's a dancer, so Victoria <laughs> called her a hoe. And I, I just can't stop from laughing every time, every time she says hoe. Because that's <laughs> such a, like, it's hurtful, but it's such a lame insult. Like, right. all, all you that's have is calling do. someone a hoe. That's what I'm saying is this is straight up middle school like if somebody's like you a hoe it's like okay like you're hateful but like what are you five like what oh my gosh it's yeah that's the thing it just shows victoria's immaturity and she called her a hoe for being a dancer like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like she called everyone a hoe yeah but she this was a specific because you dance for a living you are a hoe Gosh, I just can't with it. I just can't believe her. I really can't. Um. Then the uh, Ryan's talking to someone, and Victoria just happens to be like, "Well, what did you talk to Matt about?" And she mm-hmm. said, "I talked about the fact that you called me a hoe." I hate the fact that she was like, "What did you talk to him about?" After like coming up and be like, "I just want to apologize," and blah blah, blah. like. Because she just wanted to know if her name came out, if Victoria's name came out of her mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was such a fake. Ugh, I can't. I can't handle how fake this all was. Yeah. So it's then uh, Victoria goes to grab Matt. hmm And it's a similar situation to what happened the first time. He, uh, I take it back. I mean, to what is going to happen later on. Mm-hmm. Where... 
she just says that she didn't say those things and those things aren't hurtful. And she goes, all I did was call her. It was a... <laughs> Matt says, my favorite line of the night. Matt, uh, Victoria says, that was taken out of context. And Matt says, in what context is calling someone a hoe acceptable? That was the best because he didn't even crack a smile. I would have, I would have so, I would have sarcastically laughed so hard in her face when I said that, but he did not laugh. He did that smile. He was just like, I don't know if he is context. I don't know if he's an excellent actor or he was genuinely so hurt by the situation that he couldn't find the humor in it. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly though, he probably was genuinely like, I have to do, I have to do damage control. I have to take care of the situation. Like this is serious. I think he probably finds the humor in it now. I could see him like watching it back and being like, this is the dumbest crap ever. But when he's in the midst of it, I mean, he was already nervous night one when he was meeting the ladies. Then when they tossed in five more, he was like panicked, you know? So I think, I think in that moment, he was totally serious. I think this was him just being like, I need to take control control of the situation. I need to listen yeah. to all sides. I need to, but I need to do something and make some quick decisions. Yeah. Some smart decisions. Um, um, I think now, I think now he's watching at home. I mean, he is obviously, but I think he's watching and he's probably, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's like dying laughing. Like just being like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever to have happened to a bachelor. And then he, at that point, he goes, I just have to think about this. And he just gets him and walks away. Yeah, I love that, too, where he was just like, bye. I got to go, girl. Like, I can't sit with you. And then, uh, no, I thought this was, okay, this was the first of Matt's bad decisions of the night. Mm-hmm. He let Katie's name leave his mouth. Oh, my gosh. When he did that, I was like, like, I let out an audible gasp. Like, when he told Victoria that, and you could tell, like, she was like, mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. If she stays, she's going to try to go after Katie, you know? She was like, already trying to go after Katie. But now it's going to well, be focused. Yeah. yeah, but Katie shut it down. But now she would have had, like, an amplified way of being super malicious, you yes. know? And, and so, ugh, yeah, when he let that slip, though... Watching it through the second time, I, I paused and I thought to myself, I know what he's about to say. And if I could jump through the TV and tackle him to prevent him from saying, I heard from Katie, I would. Because yeah. Katie must be protected at all costs. Yes. She's precious cargo. <laughs> She's fragile. I, I can't. Yeah, when he did that. And that is a mistake of like so many past bachelors. You and that's just basic. It's just basically being nice. Don't say names. You say you heard from someone. Exactly. Like I am always. Anytime somebody tells me something, and if I'm talking about somebody, somebody else brings it up. I'm never, to the best of my ability, unless I mess up. I'm never gonna be like, well, so and so did say, you know, no. I'll just be like, yeah, it, it's just common sense. You because learn to Victoria, it could just as easily be his producer or Chris Harrison mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. one of the other 20 girls that are there. 
It could have been anyone. But he let that slip. And I don't know who she could have gone and told anybody. You know, she could have gone back and been like, it was Katie. And then she gets in. We saw a fight between Katie and Serena C next week. So that's what it could be about. She could have gotten to people and it just not come up this episode. Mm-hmm. Which Serena C, let's be real, she's a mean girl too. She's just the worst of them because she's also, of all the mean girls who had no shot, she had the least shot. Right. Like, I don't know why he left that behind because, like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I think I just wish that he had not said Katie. And like, that's what I. I really was like, he's doing, he's doing so good. He's doing so good. And then he said Katie's name and I was like, gosh. Okay. It was, it was unfortunate, but, uh, I just, I just read my note about when it's calling someone a hoe. Okay. Again. So that's, I just laughed (laughs) a little bit. Uh, but, uh, Chris comes into the room. He, everyone is gathered back together. Chris comes in and says that the rest of the cocktail party is canceled and they're going to go straight Mm -hmm. to the rose ceremony. And then Victoria knows she's going home and starts spiraling. I mean. Calling like, calling everyone disgusting, calling everyone hoes, saying that she's the only one with a brain. She's not even being she funny. Was like, she's he, being he serious. Can't marry none of these other, he can't marry any of these other girls. I'm the only one that's, like, I'm the only one who's, like, who's worthy of it or something. I can't remember. Only one with a working brain. Oh my gosh. And Britney's face. Britney's face was like, all of them can hear her. <laughs> Britney's like, what? <laughs> the size of her eyes killed me when she overheard it. And I think that's probably where Victoria lost even her friends. Mm-hmm. When she says, everyone is, I'm the only one even good for him. I'm the only one with a working brain. I think that's where even gosh. she lost her allies. That kind of girl is. I, I really don't understand how she got on the show. Okay. Um, Besides the fact that they were like, oh, she's going to stir up drama. We're going to do a quick 30-second production meeting on air. Do we want to yes. talk to Victoria? <sighs> okay. If we can get her, y- yes. Because you know that we're not going to hold back. So no. I want to know if we can... P- this is serious here. I want to know if we can push a guest to leave the Zoom. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for, I need, I want to know. I really want to know. But at the same time, like, I don't want her coming for me. I don't, I don't want her knowing my real name. I don't want her knowing anything about me. She can know I my name. I don't trust her. To, like, I'm going to, like, blur my face on the zoom call i'm gonna like my Instagram, dark glasses and a hat like, like you're playing poker what'd you say dark glasses and a hat like you're playing poker yeah like voice changer everything like not she's not gonna see my face but if we can get her on all right I, I, I thought about sending her a message but i wanted to ask you first i'll listen to her i'll i'll uh i'll ask questions i got a lot of them so yes, if we can get her on, I'm willing to. I'm willing to zoom with her. All right, we'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, oh gosh! So we start the rose ceremony. Uh, we already have Michelle, Piper, and Bree with roses. Mm-hmm. Bree, getting a rose simply for being Bree. 
Of course. Just for existing. <laughs> he was like, look, I'm sorry we brought these other, these, uh, these nice young ladies in, but I still love you. So here's your rose. Right. That's all, that's all, that's all that rose was. Oh gosh. Sorry. Uh, I don't know why I put paper there because paper gets a rose during the, no, she doesn't. I don't know. My rose, my notes are messed up today. Uh, so we start with the two obvious roses, which was the only two new girls getting a rose. Brittany and Ryan kind of making a, a statement that he wants them there and they're important. Yes. Either of them, even though neither of them have a shot. No. Oh, what? No, you're right. They don't. They don't. He doesn't have a connection with Brittany like he, like he does other girls. And Ryan... Brittany was the only one of those two that was going to have a shot. Yeah. So, no. They're then, sticking around, but they'll go home next week. Ryan will probably go home next week. Brittany will make it another week, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we join... Uh, they're joined by Rachel, Serena P., Maggie, Kit, MJ, Jessenia, Katie, Abigail, Chelsea, and Serena C. And then we send home Catalina, Victoria, Mari, Lauren, and then Anna from earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole time this is happening, Victoria's trashing everyone. Uh, I mean, just breaking down, falling apart. Saying how disgusting Katie is. She's like, Katie's nasty. Like, Katie's, Katie's disgusting. And she's like, like, oh my gosh. She said someone is disgusting so many times this season. It, like, the words that she says don't mean anything. No, they don't mean anything. Like, literally don't mean anything. Oh, gosh. But like I said, she's enough to give me PTSD flashbacks. I'm just saying. She said Matt is a jester. And then my favorite, I take it back. This was my favorite line of the episode. Does Matt want a wife that causes drama or does he want a wife like me? And like, do you know that office? Do you know that office scene where uh, Pam gives Kevin two pictures and says, you have to, corporate needs you to find the differences? <laughs> and she says, it's the same picture. <laughs> So, so someone someone had a meme. It was it was one of my favorites of her saying the statement above that and under that Pam saying it's the same picture. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> like it's the same picture. That's the best. Or oh, it was a similar gosh. one where it's like you know the the Spider Man memes where there's three mm-hmm. Spider Mans pointing at each other. And one oh, of them yes. said, a wife Same. like me. And the other one said, a wife that starts drama. And they're pointing at each other. <laughs> I just, like, watching her and listening to her say these words, I'm like, girl, like, you can't make this stuff up. It's not like she got a bad edit. <laughs> she said these things. No way. Like, she literally, I think the producers just, like, were like, just just roll it. Just roll it. Roll it all. <laughs> just let her keep talking. There's no edit. It's just stream of consciousness. The- and there's no prompts either. They didn't ask her these questions. Mm-mm. Nope. She they just set her down and she goes, who do you want to trash right. today? And she goes, well, Ryan's a hoe and Catalina's the stupidest hoe I've ever met. I cannot believe she said that. Uh, she tells Matt at the very end, Matt, she's the last person to leave. And she walks up to Matt and says, 
I can't believe you would listen to the lies and not get all the information. He doesn't yeah. say anything. She doesn't say anything. And she says, bye. Looks over yeah. her shoulder, says bye, and walks away. I was watching, um, oh, what was it? Was it People? I think it might have been People TV. Um, but they were interviewing Matt, and they were like, the moment that you just, you stood there, you didn't say, you didn't say anything. You didn't, like, you didn't smile. You didn't even react. You just, like, you know, she said it and just walked away. And he was just like, "What? at what point? What else do you say? Like there was nothing else for me to say. The sa- like, All yeah. of his statements had been made very clear, and she refused to believe or understand any of them. It it was truly incredible. It truly was, and I think because of her shenanigans, because of all of this and the the fiery crash that she experienced on air right before our very eyes um i can't wait till the women's tell all oh it's gonna be great <laughs> it is going to be terrible it's gonna be, no it's gonna be great and you know it oh, you're gonna love everything uh chris comes by the next morning says huh. mm-hmm. he basically says ah crazy night last night right craziness uh here's your one-on-one day card oh gosh but it was it was such a sense of relief um for them to be out of the house, I think. Um, such a sense of, I think, the girls probably felt safer. Yeah. <laughs> they probably woke up the next morning. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to get a little a little spicy take. It's probably the way that a lot of people felt the day after election, or the day after the inauguration. <laughs> and I don't, like... I, I'm not saying he, neither here nor there, but I'm just saying. Uh, I had a coworker that left to be a supervisor at another club. Mm-hmm. And about two weeks later, I felt like the job was easier and better. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was the reason for like a day. Cause I was like, it's the exact same job. Nothing else has changed. It's like, Oh, this crazy person left. Uh huh. And like they had not worked with me for a while, but they were in and out of the area, mm-hmm. still being toxic. I'm just like, oh, this person's no longer here. Yeah, it definitely changes everything when toxicity is removed. So I think these girls probably woke up the next day. They were probably like, "What is this fresh smell of lavender in the air? Why do I feel so rested?" Why can I breathe again? <laughs> right. So, just for a little bit. I mean, there's there's going to be obviously drama. Yeah. But, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot this episode. This has, at Once Victoria left, this episode was pretty chill. Yeah. The deck had been cleared. It had been reshuffled. Yeah. Uh, so, we had a date card for Rachel. Some are excited. Some are jealous. But once again, not yeah. crazy. It was just like mm-hmm. some people, the people who have had one-on-ones were happy bef- happy for her. And mm-hmm. the people who expected their names to be on that card were not. Yeah. I uh, did I did like the way that it was nice to see the girls excited for her, but like bummed. Like Katie was bummed. Yeah. She was bummed for sure. Yeah, there, was, there was three people that really stuck out as being the most bummed. Mm-hmm. And that was Katie, Abigail, and Piper. 
Yes. Those yeah. were the three who thought, okay, this is the week for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, ooh, coming out of left field, but not really. Rachel. Right. Coming out of left field only if you weren't paying attention. Right. Right. So, I don't know, but she got that date, and she was real excited about it. Yes. Uh, a car comes to pick her up to drive the 100 feet to the other facility where they will be trying right. on clothes as if like, it's a show a two-second drive <laughs> right and she gets out and she and they walk into a fake storefront yeah and they are there's some like well i want to know your thoughts on this date it's a classic bachelor date yeah i'm so over it but there, there is a benefit, and I've heard this benefit mentioned on other podcasts. When you get the, as Juliet Littman calls it, the pretty woman date. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's the classic pretty woman date. But do you, so they mentioned the last two people who got the pretty woman date. Do you know who those two were? Didn't Becca get a pretty woman date Becca, on our Becca Kufrin got it, uh-huh. and Kaylin got it. And they didn't do it for Peter. Okay. So the last two women who have gotten it, one of them won and one of them made it to hometowns. Yeah. So it's not just to... I always think of Becca whenever this date comes about. I always think of Becca. Because that's when I first was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the point is being that it's not a random. Mm -hmm. This is a front runner. This is a front runner date. It's not a fun date where you take someone you don't really like and you're planning to send home in six hours. This it's is a, a, it's a tell. This it's is a tell. A t- this is a tell that this is a someone that's going to make it far gets this date. That, but like, how do they know? Because they, he knows by now. I guess. In Bachelor yeah. World is week six. Yeah. I already have favorites, and I'm not even in the house. Yeah. I already have who I would have in my top four. You know what? I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if I was Matt. Yeah. If yeah. I was Matt, I already have who my top four if who my top four would be. Yeah. So if I if I have my top four and I'm not even in the house. That's true that he's gotta know. He's yeah, he's gotta, gotta he's gotta know who is uh, who might win and who has no shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely, every time I see the Pretty Woman date, though, I think of Becca, because I remember Ari taking her, and I remember being like, wait, who's this girl? <laughs> and then she ended up sort of winning for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that was a crazy plot yeah. twist. On your advice, I watched that back like a year, a year or so ago, and it was cringy, man. That's, that's rough. Right! It really was. And then they got to sit there and cry on the couch. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, she tries on a bunch of dresses. Some of them I like, some of them I didn't. The one that they liked the best, I didn't really like as much. Really? I did like that cape dress. The cape, I, no, it, was, it was fine. Like it was, it was still a great. Yeah. I just, the, the shiny one was my favorite. Yeah. I think the there was a blue one. The blue, I really like the blue on her. The one that she wore to the dinner portion? Yes. I that really one liked. was nice. Yeah. It looked really good on her. 
I thought it was looked really good. Like it complimented her skin tone. Yeah. But, uh, so she tries on a bunch of dresses and then he gives the, the, uh, the stylist gives Matt a horrible jacket that looks terrible on him for them to walk yeah. together. And then she gives him ridiculous, he gives her ridiculously expensive shoes. I love the comment that she made when she was like, I've never had shoes that are over $40. Yeah. I love myself, like, even I bought like $75 shoes. You're so relatable shoes. for everyone right now. Even the student was like, I think my expensive, most expensive shoes cost like $90. Right. I was like, girl, that's so cute. And then I was like, but $40 for real? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly she's not a runner because running shoes are expensive. <laughs> I mean, or yeah, so I've been true. told. I'm not a runner. Gosh. My track season in high school cost my parents a pretty penny. <laughs> that's, they and, had mo- multiple track shoes, all right? That's, that's fine. You can have as many track shoes as you want. <laughs> um, I, I had to Google the importance of the red bottom of the shoes. I didn't know why that was so exciting. Yeah. And from what I heard, those, co- those shoes cost about 800 yeah. Which is just like, I'm, I'm never going to pay 800 for shoes. No way. I'm not doing I just it. love how the girls were like, "Are is the bottom of them red? Yeah. Like, I loved it. I, like, I, I don't usually love, I love heels, but I don't love them. If that makes sense. I have a love slash, mm, I love them. Kind it's, of a, like, it's a love-hate relationship with, with heels. I mean, it's not love-hate. It's just like a, like, I love them. Love but and, I don't, love and indifference. Yeah, but the red on the heel, I like. I like that. Yeah, I, that's such a great like compliment to the dress. Yeah, he uh, she shows back up to the house with approximately eight hundred bags. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, Serena screams at her, "You lucky bleep!" <laughs> and then she shows off her new shoes, and yeah. then. Another box is dropped off for her with her dress for the night. Yeah. And then she just walks away and just, like, leaves the bags on the floor. She's like, okay, guys, I'm going to get ready. Yeah, those girls are probably like, I'm going to steal all this. <laughs> I just, I'm right. just like, oh, so is, like, a producer taking those up? Or, like, what, what's going on here? Right. You know how the producer had to probably help her put all of it on her arms? Right. She just held out her arms. And the producer right. slid them on both sides. Yeah, and then they're like, just walk, just walk a couple steps, sit down. Like you just like came in from such a long, exhausting shopping trip, and then we'll we'll clean it up. And then uh, we get another date card. And then yeah, who's this one for? Date card shows up for Piper, MJ, Katie, Abigail, Bree, Chelsea, Serena C, Serena P. Michelle, Ryan, Brittany, Jacinia, and Maggie. So seriously, what are the odds of having multiple Serenas? This is how I feel about having multiple Victorias on a season. What I in what world are so many Victorias around? I've I've met one in real life, I think. Right. I've literally I think I've only known one. But, but hey there. We... And apparently they're all interested in The Bachelor. <laughs> I mean, Matt is really handsome. I mean, he is. There ain't no doubt about it. 
And uh, so obviously that leaves one person without a date so far. So that means our that one kit will be getting the uh, the one on one, and I will share later why I'm disappointed. Oh, I have a, okay. I have a hot take, and I have a hot take that that was not good for her. The one on one. The one on one was not good for her. Here's the deal. I had a. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. When we get there, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh. Rachel shows up to dinner for her date. Uh, they talk about how she's never been in love and how she's full of self-doubt and a lack of confidence. And he then he says, you just have so much confidence. But it's like, bro, are you just saying things? Because she just said she doesn't have confidence. Right. He, I, I didn't think about it. Like- maybe he was trying to compliment her or maybe he wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But he said, every time I walk in, you just have so much confidence. I'm just like, she just said she's unconfident. She's like, I just told you. <laughs> but then she says she's falling in love with him, which I'm just like, I don't know how you know that because you've never been in love. But continue. <laughs> but go on. I thought about the same thing. I also was like, this is your first moment really like alone with him. So how do you know that yet? I mean, I know they have a major attraction I know they have a major, like, they have chemistry. No doubt about it. The chemistry is there, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But for her to say, I'm falling in love with you, and he's like, I am too. (laughs) Like, guys, I think you're just really attracted to each other. And that's the problem with not only, A, having people who have never been in love on the show, which I don't have Mm -hmm. a problem with, but that's going to be a problem they're going to run into, not knowing what love actually feels like. Mm -hmm. And B, having someone who's 24. Mm -hmm. And later on, Kit being 21. Because we have a similar situation. We have a similar situation with Kit. And I think she would thrive on the show in five years. Mm -hmm. But I think she got on too early. Kit is a baby. Like, when you really think about it. She's she is the age that you are when you are almost graduating college. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, Matt says that he feels the same way. He was really excited to tell Rachel that too. Yeah. Which it was nice, and they did a good job of capturing the feelings. I think. Yeah. It was really nice. She says she wants to start a life with him, and Matt gives Rachel the date rose. And says says specifically this time I'm falling in love with you too, not mm-hmm. just say, not just I feel the same way, but quote I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, he told her so, man. And then they uh, made out in a horse drawn carriage, which makes one probably feel like they're even they're even more falling in love. For sure, because that's what you do when you're in love. You make make out in a horse-drawn carriage. Absolutely. The life of a princess. You get a million dresses and shoes with the bottom being red. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was Rachel's date. I mean, it wasn't particularly exciting. No. There was no sob story. She didn't have No, any... that's what was different. It yeah. didn't feel super personal to me. No. I mean, I think the problem with this season has been that they focus so much on drama that we're not seeing connection. We're seeing drama and kissing. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. And the, I think the drama has is... taken the drama has taken the front seat. Cause like I said, last week, it feels like the bachelor, you know, Matt himself to me felt, started to feel like a secondary character. The, what the, the producers need to be careful that this does, this does not become their staple. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing that's going to kill the show, and I mean the only thing that's going to kill the show, is if you start taking away everything but drama and kissing. Yeah, that's very true. It's, because that's like at the core of it, you know, even if it's like unrealistic, the core of it, we all watch it hoping these people find true love, you right. know? So, if, yeah, without that, it's like you don't believe in the magic of it. And also, you're just watching the Big Brother house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's all That's all it essentially becomes. It's like Big Brother, real world, anything else we've ever watched people bicker about in the house. And there's you know? a reason so. this is the most popular reality show, because mm-hmm. it's been those things, but also more. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to become those things, then you're not going to grow anymore in terms of an audience. Right. You're going to have your people, but that's it. Like I've never cared once for one second about Big Brother, no. but I the first time I watched The Bachelor, I'm just like, okay, these people actually like each other, right? And because you feel like at the core of it, it is something like you said, something more, even if it is like I said, unrealistic. It's like a microwave relationship. I think Tasha had said something like that, um, but. At its core, it has always been like, but what if you could find the magic of love on TV? And that's what keeps people coming back. And they have relegated that to the background. Yes. And along with the lead, mm-hmm. like the lead, I felt like I, st- I feel like his growth on the show was kind of stunted. I feel like the growth of his relationship has been stunted. And it's not just drama created by the girls. It's tra- drama created by the producers by bringing in mm-hmm. other women. Yeah. But oh God. Yeah. If just imagine where we could have been in this this season, if instead of Serena C being on at the beginning, we get Michelle on the beginning, and then no other women come. Mm-hmm. This would be a top notch season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the season has this season is being stunted by unnecessary and extra effort by producers to create drama when they don't need to. Right. There's literally no reason for them to even have thrown in those five girls. No, there was enough without them. Right. But no reason. It was, yeah. I just, I think the producers need to be careful. Mm-hmm. That if they do too much, then it takes away from the sanctity of the show. And, and yeah. I, I know that I'm being ridiculous when I say the sanctity of the show, but what the show stands for. I really don't understand. I just, I, I really am surprised that they, that they would make, and I mean, maybe other people out there feel different, but it just feels weird that I feel like I haven't even gotten to know and see who's Matt, who Matt is. Like this episode showed like how he handles the situation under pressure. This episode showed how, like what's important to him, what he values. His values were in action. We got to know him a bit better this this week. But I feel like for the past couple of weeks, 
it's been all focused on the bickering, all focused on the yelling, all focused on the maliciousness. And it was like, oh, but there's Matt too. Right. You know, so I don't know. And I think that's an interesting thing to have occurred with such a historic bachelor. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of missing out on him. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's stop here because we've already kind of broken away from the show for a little bit and do some news and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Uh, we have, we discussed this beforehand and I tried to find them again and unfortunately they were t- deleted. But uh, Dylan Barber from Hannah Brown's mm-hmm. season and also currently engaged to Hannah Godwin, uh, I believe got frustrated and maybe a little turn and went on a Twitter rampage a few days ago. Sure did. Also, do you hear my neighbor currently drilling yeah. right now? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he he said, cancel ABC. And then basically was like, I'll, I'm going to, I'm ready to, to air out their secrets. Baby boy, Dylan, what you got going on? Because when I was reading those comments, you and I were talking a little bit before the, before the show, um, I literally was just like, what, what is he doing? What is he like? The comments alone were killing me when they were just like, um, apparently his NDA is up. <laughs> You right. Know? I'm just like, oof, man. The the rumors going around are this was related to Heather's appearance next week. Okay. So that these are, I mean, those aren't confirmed. We'd haven't I haven't heard them straight. I haven't seen any quotes from Dylan or Hannah or Heather or the other mm-hmm. Hannah about what goes on next week. But just looking at the preview, that they made a they made a series a person from this show drive up to a minivan, and drive yeah. up in a minivan to a guard shack and wait there for Chris Harrison to talk to her. That's crazy. That in and of itself is insulting. Right. Like, look, I was on this show. I'll right. do what I like, want. That's what, it. Just looks like I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, "What? Is she not allowed in yet?" <laughs> And you know she's been there. Yeah, yeah. They're not just going to let someone with no quarantining or testing just walk on anyway. Exactly. So she's been there, and they made her go outside, get in a van, and drive up. And act like, yeah. that's And that's so true. That's such a good point. That is a very good point, is the fact that, yeah, that they make it look like she just came up. She just rolled up out of nowhere. And, uh. (laughs) This this sparked some uh, some frustrations, I would assume, with uh, Heather's good friends Hannah and Hannah, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that information got passed to Dylan. And Dylan, being a little bit outspoken as he can be, got to Twitter, and because, as I've learned in the past, Hannah tries to keep a uh, a handle on his tweets. Really? <laughs> just I just because that. he, that's just because he 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 can be a. Uh, a little controversial with his Twitter. His his Twitter's a great follow. I follow him. Okay. I, I haven't followed him, so. But I I don't remember where I heard it. I think I heard it on like a, a bar stool clip. Mm-hmm. That there are people that kind of keep an eye on his Twitter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. But uh, 
he went on a bit of a ask me. He went on a bit of a uh, Twitter AMA, mm-hmm. and uh, the most interesting news that came out of it was someone asked, "Who do you think was wrong the most from your season?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "Jed." Yes. And then Jed did an Instagram video saying that he he was manipulated and he did not cheat on either Hannah or the girl that he was supposedly with. Which my so thought was, is... whether you whether you cheated on her or not, she thought you were together. Right. And that's a lack of communication on your part. Right. So now, almost, what, two years later, he's like, hey, I was manipulated. Well, his his NDAs probably came up, as, came up at the same time Dylan's did. I guess you're right. Yeah. That's and, true. And uh, he... And he said that and said he was going to talk more on his podcast that came out today. So I have not listened to that yet. Oh, he has and a podcast? Apparently he just launched. Apparently he just started one. Of course. So of it probably course. is, I mean, Dylan said, hey, on that, on that same post, what if I started a podcast? So I think that these, mm-hmm. there's going to be a new stream of, of people who are more vocal now that they can be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now that they no longer, like... Old pe- older people, older people from the show's franchise need a continuous boost from the show because they did not have access to the Bachelor Nation as a whole. Right, right. Dylan doesn't need them at all anymore. The only what thing... What is neighbor doing, honestly? He's home improvements, I guess. <laughs> the only thing Dylan needs these people for is if him and Hannah G wanted to do a wedding on the beach... Uh, paid for by ABC. Right, exactly. That's like, the only thing Dylan needs them for. I, like, I, I guess so. But hopefully it doesn't ruin her connection with ABC. I don't think it will. I think that Hannah... I think that they, as a successful couple, Rob Mills and Chris Harrison, will look past these indiscretions as long as they don't become too out of hand. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're they're a success story, and if they continue to be a success story, then they will continue to parade them as a success story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, I do think it's very interesting. Just, just think it's very interesting the way that he unleashed all of it, though. Yes. And then, like I was saying earlier, like him and Hannah had a post about using their suitcases as end tables, you know, until they wait for their furniture to arrive and blah, blah, blah. I was like, so we're just going to pretend that none of that stuff happened yesterday? Well, considering he deleted the tweet, I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to try to do. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. But, yeah, I definitely read some articles about it, though, and I was like, whoa. Okay, Dylan. the only proof on his Twitter that it even happened was a retweet Mm -hmm. that he did not unretweet. Mm-hmm. A comment on that tweet that has not been unretweeted. Yeah, that's the only that's the only proof on his Twitter that that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Gosh, man, I love it though. I love I love some drama. Love yes. it. Love it. Love uh, it. Sure. You you want to share some 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 news? Uh yes. So um, one of the the bright and shining stars of this episode. Uh, our dear Rachel, who had her Pretty Woman shopping spree, has become a, quite a controversial figure in the last few days online. Um, you guys might have heard about it. 
apparently there's some things that were said. People are coming out of the woodwork saying that she bullied them in high school. Um, one girl actually went as far as saying that she bullied her because she liked black guys, um, which is ironic because Rachel is currently a front runner on the season of historically the very first black bachelor. So the irony is not lost upon any of us, nor is it lost online. Um, so yeah, and then some other girls are like, she bullied me too. She, you know, she also likes some problematic tweets apparently. Um, and some people are accusing her of being, and I'm saying accusing air quotes, of being a Trump supporter, which, hey, we talked about this before the show. Your political thoughts and views are your political thoughts and views. You know, she's, that's not what makes her a bad person. Um, if she is one. Right. Um, so, but, you know, apparently she likes some pictures. She liked uh, some rally pictures on Instagram. Um, and people are kind of coming for Rachel right now. And so... People don't really know what to do with it. But apparently, there was also a bit of some weird underground backlash because they found out, viewers found out that um, Matt is apparently a Republican. So they were un- they were, they were mad about that too. Which okay. I was just like... I just... You, you are well aware that I am tapped into the political science world. Yes, yes. There, there is some very weird, there's some very correlative evidence that implies that African Americans should not necessarily lean Democratic because their values are not necessarily Democratic leaning. Mm-hmm. African Americans tend to be more conservative in nature. And if you, I was reading, I was listening to a, a podcast interview on 538's podcast, and one of their senior writers, who's African American, said if you give me a list of information about a average African-American voter and the only information you took out is that they're African-American, mm-hmm. I would guess that they are Republican. Interesting. And he said this because it's more likely to go to church, more likely to, uh-huh. be, more likely to be pro-life, more likely to be anti-drugs. Mm-hmm. Because the average African American voter is older, yeah. and he says if you I, if you t- add that information in, and that's the only information you take away or add in, that's the only information that distinguishes that person from a likely Republican. That's interesting because people like have the the typical stereotypical assumption that black and brown people usually lean left. So there is so people were shocked when they heard that Matt was a Republican. But I'm not necessarily shocked because I mean, you know, like looking at religious affiliation too, like he's already stated that he's a Christian. And However, you know, there are a lot of Christian African Americans that are left leaning. So it's it's so nuanced. People are so nuanced that you can't put them in a, into a box though. Right. And he, yeah. he's he's doing everything else he's doing is very conservative. He's very he's not very sexual. Mm-hmm. I mean he he had a chance with Katie, and that date, to mm-hmm. be super sexual and he wasn't. His story mm-hmm. was the most tame. 
Yeah, it's true. So it's there, true. there, are, there, are, there are subtle hints where he is like, he's a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, definitely. Like you said, I mean, I'm not surprised by that statement, but I think when it comes to Rachel, and I don't know, like we talked about this a little bit beforehand, so you know my thoughts already that I am holding, I'm holding still on Rachel. Mm-hmm. So far, I like her. I am waiting to hear more information. If, when all is said and done, when all the water and when all the tea has been spilled, if this is, like, the worst stuff that comes out, I'm going to continue to support Rachel. Yeah. If, if this is, if... If there's truth to her bullying someone for liking a black guy, that's pretty shady. And and, yeah, like I said, like, it's not, it's not great. I don't, no. like... That's not good. Bullying in any form, but especially bullying someone for something that you're doing on national TV right. is bad. She's a hypocrite, if that's the case. Yes. Would suck, because we like Rachel, but I don't know. But apparently, though, Matt says something about, um, in an interview, that he was listening to Rachel's Spotify playlist. And I think it was Lauren Zima that was like, did he just ruin his own season? <laughs> did he just give oh us a, some sort of tip? So uh, we don't know. You know, there's a lot of prediction that. And Rachel- also, he also. I also heard him say basically the story, the, the thoughts of, you don't know everyone's whole life, so just kind of relax a little on Rachel. Yes, and that's kind of reminiscent of Becca um, and Garrett. Garrett. Yes. So I would not be surprised. If we at least see her go as far as hometowns or being down to the final two now. I I think she's already at this point, unless something changes, I think she's already a fantasy suites lock. Oh yeah. That's it. I I do definitely think that yeah, I, I would I'm ninety six percent in for Rachel to be in the fantasy suite. Because he's already told us that he's falling in love with her. She's the only one that he's told that he's falling in love with her. You know, um, He's super excited about her. So, yeah, I definitely think that um, there's a good chance for Rachel. Yes. Uh, and also, I forgot to say this to you beforehand because I just remembered it being on our Twitter a second ago about this. I tweeted Monday night, Abigail better win or be my best next Bachelorette. Hasht- I'm just saying, hashtag Bachelor, hashtag Bachelor Nation. If you're not following our Twitter... I have fire tweets every Monday, and you need to be. And then someone commented saying, except she uses her deafness to get ahead in life and to get her way. And then the uh, I don't know pose with a Michael Scott gif of him him being like. I commented back saying I honestly didn't want to dignify the stupid response, but I couldn't disagree more. She seems super genuine, and I don't really see how deafness can get you ahead in life. If anything, it's the opposite. And then someone comes in on that thing. It's funny because this fake account is literally looking for every tweet about Abigail and leaves a comment saying she's a mean girl. Seems more like a jealous hater, ex-friend of hers, or some girl who always hated her. And I looked on this person's Twitter, and that is true. They've been commenting on a lot of pro-Abigail Twitter Twitter Really? Everything from, like, ours to, like... Brett Vergara saying how she's a bad person 
and she's a mean girl, and she uses her deafness to get her way, and she's been saying that she wanted to go on the show for years. I'm like, okay. So, I just, if you're listening, uh, Miss Mia, uh, come at me, because we can fight. <coughs> I don't even care about you. I don't know who you are. I don't care. <laughs> well, I don't know you, Miss Mia, so, but hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that, wow, that's an interesting development for sure. So I think this person just kind of sucks, but yeah. shall we get back to the show? Yep. That's the end of news and notes. Uh, group date. The girls that arri- arrive at a farm for their group date and, uh, they're going to shovel some hay and some manure and they're going to milk some goats. And MJ is going to be scared of a chicken. Yeah. Was MJ scared of a chicken, though? Was she trying to get attention? She was getting attention. She was getting attention. Exactly. And this is where... Uh, Like the girls pointed out, though, it was working. Yes. And this is where I think this date was not exciting or funny or interesting. So I'm just going to keep on going. How's that sound? Yeah, blitz through it. The only exciting thing that happened was the fact that MJ was running towards the barn and, and saw um, Matt making out with Piper. Bree, was it? Piper. Piper. Yeah. And this was and Matt was, was making going... out with Piper, and it was pretty funny. She was just like, "Do you want to come? Do you want to interrupt my interview?" And then, boom, made out. <laughs> and this was where I was going to comment where I said that I thought Matt made a a, a decent sized mistake. You think that was a mistake? He was. He was. The egg toss thing was clearly being slightly f- flirty with MJ because he ran away from her and she chased him. Well, did that you not... was, that's okay. That's true. Cause she was chasing him uh-huh. and then saw him making out. Yes. And he, he sprinted with only the speed that someone who's a college athlete has. Yeah. And he runs into Piper doing an interview and then doesn't say anything to her. Just starts making out with her. Yeah, that that's what I thought. I was like, was there an edit somewhere? So that is kind of, yeah. Because you're flirting with one girl, then you run into another, you're making out with her, then the other girl runs and sees you, and is like, Ooh. like, I don't like MJ, but that's not a good feeling. No. And then she says, it's never a good feeling to see your boyfriend making out with someone else. Nope, nope. I'm like, and every time someone makes these comments, I want to be like, then don't go on The Bachelor. <laughs> Or Michelle, like, or when Michelle's like, "Yeah, it's hard to see him with someone else." I'm just like, "Well, then don't go on The Bachelor." Like, it's not like it's it, it's not a secret what the show was. Mm-hmm. Been doing this for yeah, twenty. It's been true. doing this for twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why you're surprised that he's making it with other women. That's the show. Yeah. But I don't know. It's something though. That's for sure. And yeah, but I yeah I don't like MJ. But I think that that kind of that stung a little bit, though. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, we're not we're not playing anymore. Okay, okay, great. Well, and like I said, it wasn't a great move. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to be focused. Like, you you can't be flirting with MJ in a group setting, and then run away from MJ right into another woman's arms and start making out with her. It was a little, it was a little, a little yucky. 
Now you can run over and be slightly flirty with her, like mm-hmm. run over, interrupt her interview, kiss her on the cheek, and run away. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Or even a peck and run away. But it was the extended kissing that I thought was the problem. Yeah. But they have chemistry, though. Yes. And it's spicy chemistry. I told you all, watch out for Piper. Piper's not here to play. It's true. Piper Piper has some spicy chemistry with him. And I like I like it. I like them together. I think Piper's cute. super attractive too. How could you not yeah. be? Like she's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh that was kind of the end of the group, the uh the uh, day portion of their date because mm-hmm. it was useless. It was whatever. And so the clearly, night portion though. The night por- we'll get to the night portion. <laughs> uh they go to the after party, and he takes Chelsea first. Did you notice that he always takes the woman to his left first? No, I didn't. I heard it on another podcast, and I thought that was interesting. I did not see I didn't notice this. Like, this week, he took Chelsea was to his left. He just grabbed Chelsea first. Last week, mm-hmm. he took Anna. Anna was to his left, and they talked first. Hmm. So the last two group dates... The women are just like, oh my god, she grabbed me first. I'm just like, girl, it's just a woman who was left. It's just, is he left-handed? I have no idea, but it just seems maybe to be like, like the, the way that he turns. Maybe it's just instinct to just be like, left, okay. To the left, to the left. Right. Everything you own in the box to the left. Beyonce. I, I know I know the song. <laughs> I just don't know why we're quoting early 2000s Beyonce. Uh-huh, yep. And, uh. He talks to Chelsea. He says she's happy. He's happy she's here. Also, you're not winning. No. She she is not winning. No. But great. Good for you, Chelsea. You know, I think I honestly think that one of the reasons Chelsea is still here is because there's still trash that has to be taken out. <laughs> Chelsea's not trash. No, but I'm just saying like he hasn't had time to start weeding through the women, whether he likes them or not likes them, because yeah. he still has people that are toxic in this building. Okay, I was like, I don't think Chelsea's done anything. No, no, she hasn't. That's not, and that's how it came out. That's not what I meant. I was like, how, how did, what did I she mean, do to you? I mean, we're not to the part of the show where he's weeding. He Normally, mm-hmm. we would be in the part of the series where he's weeding out the serious from the unserious. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, and there's and there's just too many women. There's too many women. There's that's yeah, that's part of it is he had to get rid of Victoria and Anna, and he now has to get rid of MJ. And part mm-hmm. of it is there's just too many of them. Yeah. And this part of any other season, we're getting to the top ten in terms of these women actually have a shot. Mm-hmm. But now there's like fifteen still here. Good lord. Uh. Matt sits down with Abigail, who gets who gets emotional. Uh, she, she Abigail was having a little stressful week because she was sad that she didn't give the one on one. She wanted more time with him. She's getting further and further away from her first impression, Rose, and their serious talks. And she still hasn't had that time with him. So uh, she sees the moment to be like, "Here, I'm going to talk about the things that I want to talk about, and I have to be serious." Well, and she's probably confused. Mm-hmm. Because if you're the one, if you're the first impression, Rose, you normally get a date by now. That's true. 
she's probably like, what did I do that make him no longer like me? But I think Tasha, I think Tasha kind of broke the streak by giving that first impression Rosa Spencer. No, I'm I just... think he still really like. I think he still likes her. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just for whatever reason, I think everything was thrown off by these new women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So, but yeah, I was glad that Abigail swooped in. I wasn't sure what she was going to talk to him about. I thought she was just going to say, like, oh, I'm having a hard time, blah, blah, blah. But instead, she got straight to the point and yeah. about, like, potentially having children and the possibility of them being deaf and yeah. what that means for a family with her if they if they make it that far and have yeah. a family. And uh, she she says that her biological father left them with, right after her and her sister got their implants mm-hmm. and is just afraid that that's going to happen when she has kids if they're deaf. Mm-hmm. And Matt sort of addresses it, but also sort of doesn't. Right. Like he, he says, he, he talks about he what related to it on a personal level of being raised by a single parent. But he also didn't answer the question. You're right. And the question was, are you okay with deaf children? Mm-hmm. And he didn't say that's yes or That's a very no. serious question. Like, that's a very serious thing to to throw out there, you know, because she's, she's trying to figure out, like, hey, is it worth it? You know, are you going to be a person that sticks around? You know, are you there even if this possibility exists? So, you're right, though. He didn't really give a straight answer. But I understand that he also probably has, he needed time to process it, too. But then say that. Yeah. Instead of avoiding that part of the story. Because really, it wasn't until the second time around that I realized that he didn't answer the question. The first mm-hmm. time I felt the same way Abigail did. I'm just like, oh, that was a great conversation. They both feel so much better now. Mm-hmm. And I watched him just like, wait a minute. He didn't even talk about the deaf children part, which was like the reason that she asked him about it. That is very true. So I thought that was all very interesting. But I also don't think that Matt would. You don't? Would leave. Oh, I, I was like, are you just going to say that he doesn't want deaf children? What? No, I don't. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would leave for any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Especially because as someone. Too personal for him. Especially as someone who had a father leave. Right. So I don't think that. I think he sort of answered the question, but also didn't. Mm-hmm. It was it was weird, and then uh, he talks to Michelle, and uh, she talks about how the difference between having a one on one and a group date, and what's crazy is like the difference between her experience so far and so many of these women, where all they've done is group dates. Mm-hmm. And this is her first group date and it's week six right or week five of the show but it's only her second week right she's literally just and she had a good debut yeah so i think that that would be, that would be weird to go from only having his one-on-one uninterrupted attention mm-hmm. to fighting with if there's 15 13 other women 12 other women on your date Mm-hmm. yeah But uh, that was kind of the end of their their time. 
uh, and he talks to MJ. And uh, he uh, he brings up the accusations that she was an antagonist, and she seemed shocked. Yeah, she was beside herself. She's like, who could have said this about me? I only preach peace and harmony. I lead by example. <laughs> la, 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 la. All of the other things that she repeated over and over and over again. And the conversation seemed to be short. And then Brittany came to interrupt. And then uh, MJ was like, can I get a minute unless you're done? And then he, he whispered to her, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Like, he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm done. I've said all I needed to say. Yeah. That was the only reason for us to have this talk. Mm-hmm. I'm just like... MJ doesn't have a shot either. No, she never had a shot. No. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah. And uh, he, he... He talks to Brittany. And there really wasn't a whole lot to that. I don't even think they really covered it. All the rest of the group day was basically... Uh, MJ coming back to the girls and uh, doing what mean girls do. Mm-hmm. Just wildly accusing someone in the room of... I just love the way she sat down and was like, so. <laughs> right. She was like, who said these things? Who's told Matt about the horrible things that I did? And I adore the way of Justinia was just like, okay, here we go. It's my time to shine. She was like, I did it. <laughs> And I think you suck. Oh, man. And, I then, love uh, and then I love the way that baby girl Katie was right there to def- like to diffuse, not necessarily diffuse, but to, to be back up. Right. Like, you're deflecting. Yeah. Katie calls it what it is. And so seeing Jacinia and Katie, like, call it what it is and speak truth was needed. And MJ, watching MJ try to squirm out of the situation while maintaining some sort of ground was ridiculous. And then uh, MJ demands an apology. Justinia laughs at the idea that she would get an apology. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really it. We get to, And then we cut back to the house for uh, Kit's one-on-one day card. Rachel talks to the kid and is like, yeah, it's weird to have all this uninterrupted time with him. Mm-hmm. But I think there is the problem. She gets her one-on-one date card and it says, let's have dinner. Did it say let's have dinner? I, I think it said, it said dinner at my place. Because, like, I just remember Kit saying that she was very excited because um, she didn't know, like, if there was a possibility that uh, she knew that she told him that she felt really at home in the kitchen with her mom. And then she kind of starts to cry because she was like, that's my happy place. And, you know, if he does that, it's so kind and blah, blah, blah. But what, what, what is your, what's your take on, and on him getting, having this date with Kit? The date itself was not, the date itself was fine. Uh-huh. It was the amount of time that that date lasted. It was already dark when she got there. Yeah. It was a short date. All these other one all all these other one on ones are getting bona fide daytime date and then an evening portion. All she got was She didn't get 
You're right. All she got was the evening. She didn't even, it, it was dark when she showed up. But she got dinner and it was like cooked together. But it was they still, it was still less time. I didn't even think about this. She had so much less time than Brie or Michelle or Serena yeah. or That's Rachel had. They actually felt like they were going places, even though this date felt reminiscent of the first quarantine season with Tasha and Claire. Yes. It felt like this is the kind of thing that they would have done then because um, who who was it? Oh, what's his name now? When Tasha had dinner, oh, and Ivan. Ivan, yeah, um, it felt like an Ivan style date because they cooked dinner together. But remember, that was a reward of a group date mm. because they played the music, and he won that. He he wrote the best song, and that's and his prize was a one on one. Uh-huh. A quote unquote one on one. So they still hmm. saw her in the morning. So Ivan, Ivan, it was less time, but he still saw her twice that day. Yeah. It was dark That's before right. Kid ever got there. So it's. I, I, I kind of see the positivity in it, though, because they, it was like, I think, I think on, um, on a flip side of that, he took her on or you know, invited her to a personal date it wasn't just a pre-planned this fits the script now we do this portion this was a relaxed we do dinner this is like what life might be like or like a, a real date i just think that it, i think it was worse than it could have been see i didn't think anything bad about it and i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying it yeah. wasn't as positive as it could yeah. have been and i do think that we we did get to see who kit is a bit more um, we did get to see who Kit is. We got to hear a little bit more about her family. Got to um, hear what she cares about. Yeah. And see who she is more than just a fashionista New York socialite. Yeah. And she uh, she lets us know that her mom is a famous fashion designer. And mm -hmm. that uh, she, needs a, she needs a partner who is able to help her through the uh, the awkwardness and the struggles of being in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And that's who she's that's what she's looking for in a spouse in terms of someone who can be there and support her and help her. Which I think that's interesting. And I I really do like we both talked about how we like Kit. I don't know if I see that matching with Matt. I don't know if I see that life matching with Matt. I don't feel like Matt's gonna be in the public eye when this is over. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. Like he's helping kids out. He's selling his real estate. And he's working out and hanging with his friends. Yeah. And I don't really. But I mean, who knows? Because after this, though, like this is a game changer. And he he has this first status. You know, I mean, like Rachel Lindsay was a lawyer. Now she's a podcast host. Now she works for ESPN. Now she does. Like, so many things. You know what I mean? Like, this thing, it does elevate to a certain level. So, like, I mean, he could he could go on to do so many other things. I just, I don't, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, but I just don't get the, the thought that Matt necessarily wants that. 
I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Like, I don't think Matt wants to be a a podcast host slash influencer. Yeah. I just don't know. And, like, I, I probably need to see him with Kit more. But he clearly likes Kit. He likes Kit a lot. Yeah. And they've got, they've got chemistry, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, shout out to all the short girls. When I saw how little she is next to him, I was super, I was, like, solidarity, short girl life. <laughs> <laughs> And I love how he's like, I just want to, you know, he's like, what's life with Kit like? And she's like, like tonight. And he's like, no, but blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, that like tonight. Yeah. And she doesn't I, look like she, she's like, no, that's how it is. And maybe she doesn't want to be part of the really public guy either. So maybe that will work out for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, she's tired of red carpets and fashion events mm-hmm. being her only thing. Yeah. She like, there's more to her. Um, and like I said, like my... One of my friends, Caroline, her cousin, she has said, you know, a little background information. Kit is a very kind person. Like, she says that she's got a huge heart. And so, um, yeah, I think we saw we saw a bit more of that on this date. Like, her being laid back, her being relaxed, her just kind of hanging out with her boo, you know, right. what that would be like. Yeah. And so that's what I see. I see the benefits in a date like this with Kit. Because she is glitz and glamour. Yeah, and and this so was, take her on a glitz and glamour date is just like... It, that's what, not exciting to her. Yeah. And I, I, and I get all that. I, and I'm not saying that this date was bad. I think mm-hmm. any one-on-one time is a bonus. I just thought, I just think that the net bonus was lower for her than it, could, than it was for a normal one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Because she only got the evening portion. The one-on-one yeah. bump that you get from being on a one-on-one, I think that the bump was less because of her limited time. Mm-hmm. And, but there's still a bump. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, and I'm glad that she, I'm glad she got that one-on-one time. Yeah. Uh, she, I was worried. I honestly was worried that this would be one of those dates, though, that he would have, and then he'd be like, okay, there's nothing here. Like, yeah, she I, might say, I'm falling in love with you, and him being like, and now I send you home. Yeah. You know, I was kind of worried that this might be, it might be, like, Kit's last, first and last date. Yeah. You know, she wasn't. She did tell him that she's he's falling, she's falling for him, mm-hmm. and he said he's blessed to have her here and gave her the rose, and that was, that was the end. Yeah. So, we'll see. We uh we get back to the house. There's a knock at the door. A uh, impromptu two on one for Justinia and MJ says to arrive before the other girls and let's finish this. Mm-hmm. And then they have them uh pack their bags together and put them next to each other in the hallway of the lobby. The most dramatic uh, suitcase wheel up and get into the car. The fact that they had to ride together. That makes me, it's so funny that they do that to them. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I was like, they rode together? That's so funny. <laughs> and uh, they kind of rehashed the whole thing while they're waiting for Matt. And Justinia hits with the, uh, the best line where she said that there's three sides of MJ when mm-hmm. they're alone, when the cameras are on, and when Matt's around. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see when she's a friendlier person when Matt's around. Yes. She's definitely seemed more light and likable on group dates than she does 
anytime that Matt's not around. Yeah, she seems very prickly without Matt around. Yeah. She seems unpleasant. And uh, we end the episode waiting for Matt. Yep. So we Those will have. Said he's gonna walk in on them bickering, but he did not. So we'll see. But I'm hoping that hoping that MJ gets the shaft. She's out, and then um, we can just move on. Yes. So. Do you have a top five? Not yet. I... <laughs> girls, Brennan. There's too many girls. There's too many girls right now. The top five is not even that hard. Rachel, Rachel, Michelle, Abigail. Ra- no, this is this is in order of I think the likeliness they will win. Rachel, okay. Michelle, Bree, Abigail, Piper. I'll have it locked in next week. So you told me two <laughs> weeks ago. I know. I just keep pushing it back. Yes, you do. <laughs> next week, there's a million girls still. I, I, I know. There's. I still yeah, there's, don't really even know who they all are. But I think the front runners are making themselves as enough of front runners that it's be- quickly becoming obvious who has a chance and who doesn't. I think there's. I don't know. I still feel like it's the same week. I don't know. I think there's six girls that have a chance. The five I just named and Kit. That's it. Kit is a wild card. If you're not one I of the. Love that name, Kit. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a great name. If you're not one of the it. five I just named or Kit, then. You might as well go home. <laughs> you might as well pack your hope. You might as well buy a few more swimsuits for paradise because that's the only shot you got. Right. Uh, Unless you're Katie, who might be a bachelorette. I think Katie's bachelorette. I think, I really, I think it's her or Abigail. I think it's Katie because we haven't seen too much of Abigail's uh, Abigail's personality. We only know that give, she's give nice. it more time. I think she will last long. I think they'll both last long enough to show us more. And I think I it will know, partially I think, depend. I think Katie's got. I think Katie's got what it, it takes to lead a show. I think she. I think they both do. Yeah. I just don't know which one will get it. But uh, yeah. In terms of that, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Uh, anything else? Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, make sure to follow us on Monday nights because we are live tweeting and live posting Instagram stories and Instagram posts. So, you guys, you know, be like, be there with us. Watch with us. Yes. It's, it's all, all good stuff. It's all good stuff. So, you're going to want to, you're going to want to be paying attention. I think that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Till next week. Uh, bye, Ernie. Bye.